wonder what will happen. Are we going to become war correspondent podcast? I'd be up to that. Well, I'm certainly full of rage lately, so <laughs> I'd like to channel it into something. Oh, maybe let's start a new segment on the pod where it's just you bitching. Bitching's yeah. a way, but like, just like just going on about something right? yeah. another thing pretty just much complaining. have you seen the clip that's like going around today it's like a guy in a fire truck it's like clipped out of a, a longer segment but he he pulls up stops goes are you from the media yeah tell the prime minister to get fucked from uh, was it like Nagali or something Nagali, like that? yeah it was so good it's so good i shared it on my facebook i love it yeah it's one of my favorite things in the world have you yeah. seen the guy from the chats did that song oh no wait yeah much better thing someone just sent me from the u.s and I don't read The Sun, so I didn't open the article, but they sent me a thing that was, um, I'll just read you the headline. Yeah, please. Protesters, sorry, because it's uh, The Sun and thus uh, Rupert Murdoch paper, mm. sparking outrage, protesters break into Australia Prime Minister Scott Morrison's home and vow to shit in his pool over wildfire outrage. I would do that. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I would Fucking do that right now. Absolutely brilliant. Hey everybody and welcome to Hey Brew episode 20. Correct. I checked earlier. Uh, <laughs> energy level's much higher. Um, this is the podcast about beer and storytelling. Each week one of us brings a beer and a tangentially, uh, a tangentially related story. My name is Elliot. And my name's Mike. Fantastic. This is great. Mike, how are you? I'm doing very well. Back to work tomorrow so I'm... I'm I'm getting all my energy out now. Some of us have been at work for two whole, not whole, two-ish days so yeah. far. I, well, I mean, like I started my new job right before Christmas, did like just about two weeks, and then they closed the office for two weeks, and now I'm going back. So it's a real weird kind of feeling. You have to take annual leave for that. Uh, unpaid leave. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. It's the accrual system. Yes. Joy of joys. Fair enough. Yeah. Mike, uh, any beer news from you? Um, when, was, when was the last time we recorded? Sunday. Yeah. So basically, have you drank anything this week? Got been I mean, anywhere this week? Yeah, like I had a New Year's thing here at mine. Oh, yeah. Um, drank a whole bunch of beers. Um, yeah, that that that's kind of it. Like nothing special. It's just like normal sort of stuff I had in the fridge. I didn't have anything uh, special for the occasion. Yeah. So Although I did have the the second of the Evil Twin New York City beers that I had. Oh, what was that called? Uh, it's something like what's the best restaurant in new york city no i don't have an opinion about that that's mm. the name of the beer it was like a really good kind of um hazy double ipa i think yeah like really good the other one i found the i don't think this bodega has any of the items on my shopping list yeah. was good but it left a little bit to be yes. desired considering it felt like quite an event yeah partly well, because of the stupid name and partly because of the expense yeah like it was uh Carwin Sellers, my favorite local bottle shop, mm -hmm. um, they had like put a post up on Instagram to say, hey, we've got beers in from this brewery. This was like months ago. Um, and they were like, look, it's incredibly limited. They're highly sought after, whatever. And I went there that day to get them because I was like, man, these look wild. I'm going to try mm -hmm. them. They were $24 a can. And they were like, they're a tall can like the one we've got today, which is what, like a 440? Ooh, um, yeah, a little bit of foreshadowing there. Something like that. Um, Shadow. But yeah, $24 a can. So I kind of held on to them for want of a special occasion, I yeah. guess. So we had one Christmas on New Year's We had one on Christmas, then I had the we other did, one yeah. on New Year's, just sitting up on the roof in the sun. And Delightful. it was real nice. New Year's Day was really nice. New Year's Eve yeah. was really lovely. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, it was a really good time. Yeah, wicked. I oh, went yeah. to see the Senegambian jazz band supported that's... by Royalty Noise. Wow. That's um, that's a sentence. Yeah. Uh, both really good. Royalty Noise are sick, it turns out. Okay. Um, definitely check them out if you can. Uh, they are a Melbourne-based um, Ethiopian and Samoan, Samoan um, hip-hop collective with like a jazz band backing. Wow. Yeah, I am sick. Yeah, my, my head is doing gymnastics trying to come up Unpick with what that, that sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's sick. Um, in terms of beer news, the beer news for me is that, um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm taking a drink breather. Uh, the yeah, six a, weeks... a significant reduction, I would say, I because would... We're, we're about to drink one now. Well, the six weeks <laughs> leading up to Christmas, I would describe myself as a slug, <laughs> a drunk slug. Um <laughs> A beer, who, a beer fish. Yeah, was eating a lot and drinking a lot and not doing much else. Mm. So I put on quite a bit of weight and I'm not feeling very uh, pleased with myself. Um, so I'm taking a break until uh, Invasion Day weekend, which is the 26th, yep. roughly. Um, well, that is, long weekend. Is, yeah. That yeah, weekend. Yeah. But I'll be yeah, drinking yeah. around the 24th because yeah, it's the Friday. I, th- I think the 26th is the Monday. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. So I'll be drinking on or the Monday. Or the Saturday Friday. and you observe it on the Monday. It's a... It's a whole thing. What else? Anyway. Um, so the only drinks I'll be drinking will be for this podcast. So over the next like three and a half weeks, I'll be drinking two beers. Well, I feel very special. Mm, you should. <laughs> um, not looking forward to going back to the gym. Like obviously looking forward to it. Love CrossFit. Yeah. Not looking forward to the results. Is it, is it like I've never done CrossFit? Is it the sort of thing that you can kind of almost ease yourself back into? Eh. Like do they expect you to come you in? You can. Yeah. I probably won't. Because it's a lot of guided stuff. It's not you just doing yeah so, your own thing right so yeah the place that you go to but the, then there's like so there's usually a weightlifting component or a sweat component and then mm. a big workout at the end and the big workout could be like finish all of these exercises and yeah. as long as it takes um and there's a chance that basically excuse me and there's a chance that basically um that'll that'll be the bit that kills me and right. also getting in and out of my low car after leg day is going to be yeah bullshit yeah yeah okay well, yeah. good luck. Thanks, mate. Thanks. <laughs> uh, energy levels have dropped already. Come on, let's do it. Bring yeah. it up. Okay. All right. Uh, that is kind of all the like pre-news. I did want to ask, did you have a beer of the year last year? Oh, you know, I never thought about it. I probably should have. <laughs> like, not necessarily like a beer that came out last year doesn't have to be, yeah. but like a beer that last year you were like, I just love this beer. And every time I come across it, I'm like, yes. Uh, well... The, f- the first thing that is jumping straight out at me is Garage Projects. Uh, oh, Turbo Fuzz. Turbo Fuzz. That, yes. That came out, I think, in like October, whenever, yeah, it was late November. Last year, yeah. Whenever Matefest was, it was like that weekend that it came out. So I think it was November. Um, yeah, like I, I had it for the first time at Moondog's Matefest, which was, I think, the day after it had been released anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Garage Project like flying over from New Zealand for the event um, and then maybe a week after that I have went to uh, Mr. Banks in Footscray yeah right no Mr. Banks Mr. West yes Mr. Yeah, West, Mr. Yeah. West. Um, Mr. Banks is like seafood away yeah and they had it on tap so I was like yes I'm 100% getting this I don't care that I drove in it's 10% um, like I got a small serve, obviously. But, I was to say like that. Do yeah. You, do you want to? Do you want to put a caveat? Yeah. On that? No. Um, <laughs> I don't but, care who I kill on the way home. <laughs> Again, it's raining and I'm drunk. Uh, but yeah, so I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get at least a taste of this because it's here. It yeah. was like that good that I needed to put it into me. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Now that you've mentioned that, um, 
I didn't have too much of that. I think I maybe have one glass or maybe not even. But um, yeah, absolutely. That was a yeah just phenomenal beer last mm. year. I can absolutely agree with that. Oh shit, yeah. I forgot how good that was. Yeah. Fuck. Did, okay, did you have another one in mind? Oh, um, so a couple of beers that reached out for me. Like I, I said this on Christmas Day because I absolutely love it, but I brought a can of Miss Pinky by Boat Rocker with me. Yeah. Um, they're sour. I think raspberry sour. Mm. I just, I, in, in warm weather, I think that beer is fucking untouchable. I still don't think I've tried it. Didn't you even try it on the day? I don't think so. Oh, man. It is. Um, so for me, because I, I, I saw that you, you dropped a very high rating for it. I dropped a five. Oh, I, I think it's, I yeah. think it's, an incredible beer. Mm. Um, I gave it a five because I, I was a little bit drunk, but be also like, you know, in Vino Veritas. Yeah. But um, I drank a shitload of them on New Year's Eve last year, or mm-hmm. the year before, 2018. Yep. Um, and then I drank one on Christmas Day this year, and I'm sure I drank them between now and then as well. Mm. But it's a really, really good summer beer. Mm-hmm. Um, another one I really liked was Beaverton's out of Canada, the Deftones beer. That was really, really good. Okay. Really enjoyed that. Um there's almost certainly a couple of others. Oh no, the one I the one I wanted to um, put out as my uh, beer of the year for me it was possibly um, Pirate Life's Hort four three three seven. No idea why it's called that, um, but I had about five pints of it in beer deluxe over a period of about three days, right? Um, amongst a lot of other pints, and I'll be honest with you absolutely phenomenal mm. is it like a ref because i know that some of the more experimental hops that are going around at the moment they just put like a number on the name of the hop. yeah is it a reference to that potentially uh, I, I could check it out um also on my list would probably be the imperial biggie juice by feral as well i know okay. these breweries are both non-independent been bought out and that's you know still making very good beers yeah so i can't really say much about it but um yeah honestly um i thought that hot 4337 was a, a genuinely like uh, this is a mind-blowing beer it's really really good yeah nice um i really enjoyed the bright mystery beer as well i thought that was just a really fun idea that they yeah did. Did, did they ever come out and say what it was um almost certainly they will or have by this point but mm. um i haven't looked into it but no, i just thought okay. that was a fun uh it, it's a fun game yeah, i'm surprised no one else has done that before yeah um it's kind of cool but uh yeah those were a couple of my beers of the years beer of, of the, the year, year. Singular. Beers of the year. Yes. Beer of the years. Well, that, that's Miss more... Pinky technically was. Yeah, true. Right. I'm just just riffing nonsense. Yeah. Now. All right. <laughs> cool. So, Mike. What about the beer of today? Should we do that? Oh, what a fucking segue. Yeah. <laughs> what a champ. Well, what we have today is another beer from Deeds Brewing, which I think we've uh, featured before. Um, the Naked Brunch. Yeah. Oh, that was good. That well. was good. Um, but this is a collaboration with Mary Mashes. Was that this year as well, Naked Brunch? Um, I think so. That's got to be up. Yeah. There, um, so yeah, this beer is done in collaboration with Mary Mashes. Now I had to look this up because it's M E R R I, which is like a reference to basically the inner north of Melbourne. You've got the Mary Creek, and you've got oh. stuff like that. Maryvale? Um, is that up here? No, I don't think so. Oh. Um, Can I make that up? Possibly. Hmm. Uh, but Mary Mashes is basically like a homebrew club around the inner north of Melbourne. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did fucking know yeah. that. So this was brewed for their 2019 IPA competition. Sick. Um, and yeah, a guy by the name of Rowan Lowe took took the Brewer's Choice Award with this beer that we're going to drink. Um, so yeah, and then it says that as the sponsors for the award, uh, being Quiet Deeds, um, they had him come down and brew it with them at Quiet Deeds in Glen Iris. Yeah. 
Um, They're hopefully getting attacked. And then it says ready just in time for Halloween. Uh, so we're a bit late. Uh, yeah. This beer has got a big bite backed by a thin body, just like the Slender Man, which is the name of this beer. Slender Man. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I am bloody keen. Yeah. Let's uh, let's crack them open, pour them out, and then we'll 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 see how it, see how it fares. Let's make it so. Noisy. Some good sound there. Quite mm. pleased with that. Um. So, Mike. Yes. In the. Um. Something of full disclosure. In the spirit of full disclosure, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Feels like there's another word. Um, anyway, I have had this beer. You have? Yes, I have. Uh, I bought all three of the Quiet Deeds Halloween specials. They're on like the which one, and then they all work in no play one. Yeah. I think I've got. Oh, there's four actually. I think I've got one of them left. Yeah, I think the it was Resting Witch Face. Resting Witch uh, Face, which was done with Froth Magazine. It was a yes. pumpkin spice porter. Yep. Yeah. I had that one. That one was good. It just could have tasted more like pumpkin. Same. Yeah. Um. And I've got I've had the all work and no play one, and I've got one left in my fridge, which I'm looking forward to. Oh, also, I'd like to just give a quick shout out to my friend who doesn't listen, um, Penny, who came to me recently from Armadale, New South Wales. She brought with her a four pack of mixed welders dog beers. I've never heard of them. Well, they've been Armadale, New South Wales. Well, okay. <laughs> um, uh, but um, she also said that when she got there, that she's like, "Oh, I'd like to just get some takeaways," and they're like, "Oh yeah, just go like pick up one of those." steel bottles and we'll fill it for oh, like steel uh, one liter cans and we'll fill it for you and she's like uh, a one liter uh, can and then she was like oh, oh I guess we've got like cans in the fridge she's like yeah that that's what I <laughs> meant what are you on about um, okay Mike so on onto this beer yeah so like first thing I'm noticing is these bubbles are looking huge on this beer yeah like the the head like formed pretty well but the bubbles just look massive yeah yeah was it a beer we had a few months ago where we poured the beer out or it might have even been when i wasn't with you mm. and it had like big like half inch bubbles on no, top and I it was would, like I really frothy that. and hazy yeah. <laughs> really weird i've got a yeah. photo of it on my phone but yeah right it's good it's sour obviously yeah. but. um all right it it's an ipa it's it sure looks like one let's see i can smell it from, I can smell it from there yeah it's yeah. not from a mile away let's see how it tastes oh. there's like a little bit of sweetness to that yeah a little bit yeah, yeah. what um just seeing if there's any like no, nothing on the ingredients list there looks like it's jumping out as like an added extra. Maybe it's that yeast. I'm not familiar with that, but uh, a bit of wheat um, yeah. is probably going to give it. I would honestly thought a little bit of wheat would give it a bit more mouthfeel, mm. but it's very thin on the mouth, as they say. Mm. Um, yeah, because their description is thin body and big bite. Like the big bite, I'm not so sure about because it's only what five point eight percent. Like you don't get a lot of that kind of booziness. Um, that you might associate with that kind of sharper flavor. I think it's got a good um, hop bite. Though, yes. Like, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, like, it's what got uh, four different hops in there. So mm. um, I think it's certainly quite tasty. Yeah. I, so this is the um, when I had it previously. Pretty sure it was this one. When mm. I had it previously, my thoughts were it could do with a bit more wheat in it and have a bit more sort of on the, like, on the mouth, like body yeah. and stuff like that. And it says thin body. Yeah. Which I think... I think the thing is, in hotter weather, this would be really this delicious. Be great. Yeah. Um, but I think I was drinking it when it was a bit cooler. And yeah. bizarrely, out of nowhere today, it's like 13 degrees. Yeah, and raining and overcast. And mm. God knows we need it. Um, I kind of wish this had a, just a touch of that kind of piney hot flavor. Because mm. it feels like it's almost there. 
Yes, and that that would kind of give it that more of a big bite that they're that they're uh, referring to. Mm. Um, but no, this is totally like a very drinkable sort of IPA. Like yeah, it's, it's a good example of an IPA. Yeah, this is the thing is I don't think it's I don't think it's going to blow. I mean, I guess I don't think it's going to win new awards. It fucking won an award. Um, yeah, I was going to say like, I don't it think it's won blow an IPA competition. So I'm guessing. But they... but the thing is, I think what's won about it is the fact that it's a really clean, yeah, really tasty, yeah. Without being like a massive hop bomb or anything like that, or yeah. massively like complex, yeah, because it's just I, a really good I find drinking some, IPA. Sometimes when you have those IPAs that have a lot of sort of the the piney or the more resinous kind mm. of hop characteristics, I almost feel like it leaves almost a film in your mouth, or it like leaves this weird feeling on your tongue. It affects the next drink you have. Yeah. Well. Whereas yeah. this is like you have that drink and then you just oh it's fine. Like mm. you don't have that sort of lingering. Uh, feeling in your mouth after drinking it so you could definitely just work through this pretty easily i think i think which i'm probably going to i think the thing as well about this is that you could probably have about five of these <laughs> back to back i got yeah yeah you probably could like like you say it's 5.8 percent. it's not mm. the strongest beer yeah but it's not taking the piss no um and i reckon that it's just going down pretty well yeah it's very carbonated as well for an ipa i think a little bit yeah, yeah. I think it's very interesting. I think it's pretty tasty. I can understand why it won. It's, yeah. it's a different beer to the to the IPAs that you see around a lot recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think when the first time I drank it, I was just a bit sort of taken by surprise. Mm. But actually, it's um it's pretty bloody cock on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fan. Yeah. The 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 one thing I'd say is like as I live in the inner north of Melbourne, following this, I'm definitely going to go and check out Mary Matters just to see if they're like holding events nearby or doing collaborations with local breweries and things like that. Because I think that'd be really interesting to kind of see what that community's like. Because um, obviously, like in the inner north now, you've got a lot of breweries. Like there's inner north brewing yep. that we know of, um, and there's places like Three Ravens, there's Jesus. Moondog World, there's From, um, Future Mountain has been recently opened up in Preston. I don't know that. One. They're they're doing like a lot of sours. It looks like Tallboy and Moose. Tallboy and Moose is up there. They're, um, they're basically just up the road from um, Future Mountain. Are just up the road from Tallboy and Moose. Oh, which is just up the road from. Um Three Ravens and uh, yeah. Moondog World. Yeah. Like you could... Dangerous to be yeah, out in all really right is. now. Shit. Um, but yeah, no, it'd, it'd be really cool to see what sort of stuff they're getting up to or if it is just kind of that uh, collective of homebrewers just kind mm. of collaborating on stuff in I small groups. I wouldn't mind joining a homebrew club and just, you know, doing a bit more of it. Well, you could you could move to the north and join the Merry Mashers. Kind of the plan, let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, my slender man friend, shall mm-hmm. we... Uh, should we get around it? Yeah, let's do this. So I know we like to talk about tangential links between beers and stories, but this one's mm. going to be pretty fucking on the nose. Yeah, you're going to talk about men's health? Uh, nope. Try the men? Sort of. One in particular. We're going to talk about... Wait, the... Woody, Hall- Woody Allen? No. Uh. No, I'm not talking about him. We're talking about the slender man. Yeah, Woody Allen. N- n- no. Do you want me to just... You want me to do it? Or you want to do it? I guess you. I guess you could do it since you prepared and did all the yeah. research and brought the beer. That seems. That seems better. Yeah. Um. So Slenderman basically is like one of the earliest, uh, I guess, internet phenomena in terms of like as uh, uh, a category of things known as creepy pasta. Mm. Which I'm gonna. I'm gonna explain what this means later. Um. But it's, it's like basically the first internet horrors. Yeah, it's kind of like this weirdly collaborative form of fiction on the internet where people are just like writing their own horror stories. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's some seedier elements to it, which we'll get to. <laughs> a lot of scenes yeah. of that. There's a lot yeah. of that. Yeah. So um, much Slender Man porn. But yeah, before we can really get into the story of the Slender Man, uh, it, it makes sense to cover something awful. I don't know if you're familiar with I, I, something I'm, awful. Yeah, semi familiar with it. Yeah. yeah. So something awful, which is still a still a website, something mm. somethingawful.com. Um it started in November ninety-nine. Um they're ostensibly a comedy website. Uh things like blog entries, articles, forum posts, uh image memes. Like that was a big early place where those were being created mm-hmm. uh a lot of it sort of came out of the something awful forums um, yeah of course and that's what kind of spun up 4chan in a big way wasn't it yes uh thank you for sorry getting ahead of me <laughs> on my own so it's like freaking you know uh, 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 4chan uh, yes uh, let me type that in five chan yeah, yeah. no wait <laughs> no uh but yeah so it it basically since its inception it, it helped perpetuate a lot of uh internet phenomena which i kind of mentioned before um, and it's had like a number of people have credited it as having a massive influence on internet culture, mm. like even up till today, basically, oh, like it's yeah. still very active. Um, there's, I think like the founders are still there, like as big people in Jeez. the forums and all that stuff. Like it's, it's still super, um, active. How weird. Yeah. Like I, I was never someone who was going to that website um i, I don't think I, i've I be- ever I, been on it i barely ever heard of it but i had a look at it while i was doing research um and i'm i'm not sure i get it like it's it's one of those things like it was early internet humor and it's evolved in a direction i i it'd don't be, it would be super its own niche though. yeah exactly like, it would like, be like if you're not in you're out it's like 4chan if you go on yeah. there it's like if you don't get it yeah um and it's one of those things of like i was trying to do that assessment of does their form of humor hold up by today's standards? Because like early, like early 2000s slash late nineties internet humor was very much uh, one thing. And it had a lot of, I guess, bad elements by today's standards. Yeah. You look at the likes of like rotten.com. Yes. Um, so that, that's what I was trying to figure out, but I just, I couldn't get deep enough into it to go. <laughs> couldn't get past oh, the yeah. first layer. <laughs> Yeah, well, pretty much. Like, yeah. it's it's kind of drenched in its own layers of its own bullshit, it seems like. So my understanding as well is, like, so for a lot of um, millennials, Gen Z, like, and, um, like, internet pop culture sort mm. of comedy, absurdity is a really big part of it. Surrealism and absurdity. Yeah. Um, it's like layers of ironic sarcasm and all this stuff. I just couldn't... Yeah. I couldn't work it out. Well, for, yeah, for my understanding, like, something awful is one of, like, the really big sort of, like early breeding grounds of that sort of level that kind of yeah. comedy yeah that that kind of surrealist sort of dataist stuff almost mm. anti-comedy comedy yeah almost um oh this got semi-intellectual about something awful yeah. <laughs> but yeah so a lot of a lot of like what they're known for came out of their forum mm-hmm. um which uh, i don't know when it started but access to their forum threads is something you have to pay for fuck off no it is um so i you, believe you i'm just saying fuck off so you can like i i had a look like you can go and you can see a list of all the threads and all the different topics and all that stuff but as soon as you try to open a thread wow. you get this obnoxious ad like it's not a pop-up it's not a virus or anything like that it's just they're trying to make it clear that you should pay for this. yeah but it says at the bottom like it's a one-time payment of i think like 10 bucks and then you get like lifetime access essentially. That's cool. Um, but they had an explanation on there of that because they say we charge money because it costs us $3,400 per month for bandwidth alone. And they don't believe in shoving pop-up ads to their registered users. So they're trying to 
sort of get it back through forum registration. So mm-hmm. the, I think that's like pretty reasonable. Yeah, I think so. It, like it's 10 bucks and then that's it. Well, if you do any modding on um, uh, PC games, like Nexus mods is a really big place mm. to get them. And they have a, um, if you want to do downloads, mm. um, you you pay like a nominal fee, like yeah. a $5 entry. Yeah. And then you can pay like $2 upkeep or something like that each yeah. month. Yeah. Which I actually totally in favor of because yeah. it helps around the website. It helps to give people exactly. who content create. Yeah. And I think they're, they're being pretty, pretty transparent about it, at mm. least on that page. I never, you know, got behind the paywall and do that much research. Mm. Um, but yeah. So, like I said, that was where a lot of stuff, a lot of early internet memes kind of came from, um, such as the classic, all your base are belong to us. Jesus. And that forum is also... I feel like that was the first meme. It was, it's a pretty early one. Um, and it's also where Let's Play videos started. In a way. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I haven't watched, like, the original Let's Play, but that whole genre, which is now some people's entire career... Yeah started in a something awful forum post fun fact do you remember what twitch was before it was twitch justin tv yeah it was a guy with a backpack at a video game convention i'm pretty sure yeah pretty much yeah. and um people also used to stream like sports games oh yeah there so that yeah, you know, yeah. To pay for them yeah i remember watching a boxing match at my brother's house mm. during a party at his place um there was a famous boxing match on and we watched it on justin tv on his laptop like yeah. all of us crowding around it, it was yeah, ridiculous yeah. yeah and now what Justin became Twitch, which is now owned by Amazon, I think. Yeah, or Yahoo or something. Mad yeah, like that. well, I think they might have been owned by CBS previously. It's, yeah. it's a whole mess. Wild. But yeah, now they have to be way more legitimate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I was, <laughs> And yet. <laughs> yeah. So part of the reason why I wanted to kind of try to figure out if the something awful humor is still a good thing or ever was. It wasn't just you trying to work out if you're still hip. It was a bit of that, um, <laughs> but I still get it, kids. But the reason is, like you kind of mentioned before, a member of the Something Awful, Awful forums who went by the screen name Moot, whose real name is Christopher Poole. Oh, shit. He started 4chan. He came from the Something Awful forums. Fuck. Also, fun fact, it's not actually um, confirmed that Christopher Poole is his real name. It, it might be an in-joke to CP, which is... A, oh, yeah, let's not do that. Yeah. Um, but Don't yes, look that up. So I was, I was kind of looking at like knowing what I know about 4chan and how fucking terrible that website is and kind of working out like if if that came from this website, does does something awful also kind of carry the same uh, vibe or whatever? Uh, I figure yes. Yeah, that that's kind of what I figured. But I from what I've seen, uh, some of the stuff we'll get to later in the Slenderman stuff, like it feels like something awful the way that the people that run it are running it, it seems like it might be slightly more wholesome, but well, it's hard to know without being a part of it, right? I guess so. The difference is as well is that with something awful, you have a user account. Yes. Whereas with 4chan, you can just log on. You are always anonymous. Yes. Um, and not even log on. You just go on the website and you're yeah. anonymous. So the thing about 4chan was that there's a lot of funny and very intelligent and interesting things that have come out of 4chan, mm. but it is a moral abortion. Yes. Uh, now, the reason I've done so much backstory about something awful is that that's where Slender Man, the story of Slender Man started, was on a something awful forum thread. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, it was in 2009, it was a something awful forum post by a guy named Eric Nudson, spelled K N U D S E N. Is that funny to you? That Eric, name? Eric Nudson? Yeah. 
It sounds a little humorous, but I'm not sure why. No, me neither. <laughs> I'm just really enjoying it. Um, like when you hear of like the surname Bacon, it's just something something yeah. chuckle worthy about it. But the yeah, so like we kind of mentioned before, the story of Slender Man is an example of the creepy pasta meme, yeah. uh, which I'll do a quick explainer explainer on because it's a silly word. Uh, it is, yeah. And unless you've been online as long as you and I have, you might not know what it is. No. Um, so generally creepypastas are short stories, um, usually including a supernatural, supernatural or uh, horror kind of story uh, with the intention obviously being to scare people. Um, the name comes from the fact that they're copied and pasted around uh, and because it's a portmanteau of the word creepy and copypasta, which is basically a term from 4chan in 2007 referring to viral uh, copied and pasted text stories. So you've yeah. got copy pasta combined with the word creepy to refer to sort of the, the spooky horror nature of the stories and you get creepy pasta. Yeah. Um, so usual themes uh, in creepy pasta stories are things like murder and usually some pretty gruesome accounts of mm-hmm. them, uh, mentions of suicide and of supernatural events. Mm-hmm. Um, they're basically to me at least, an evolution of things like chain letters and chain emails where yeah. where the overarching message is pass the story on or do something or the scary thing will get you. Or a girl will appear at the end of your bed tonight. Exactly. Covered in blood. Yeah, it's, oh, it's that I kind of thing. I love those shit. I, rem- I remember when I was like... I'm going to start fucking redoing them. Oh, I remember when I was like maybe 11, one of them scared the shit out of me. Um, the Have you ever read the one about... Um, Majora's Mask. No. A uh, guy who bought a second-hand copy of Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm going to let you read it. It's it's genuinely creepy. Okay. It's, it's genuinely fucking actually pretty like... like done a good job with it? Yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. It scared me once yeah. back in the day, and I read it again in recent years. I was like, that's still so creepy. Yeah. Um, nobody really seems to know when creepy pastas started, uh, per se. Um, but the best estimates seem to be sort of late 90s, early 2000s, uh, as more people were getting online and joining things like online communities and forums and things like that, where you've got the ability to kind of like find like-minded people mm. and then just post stuff to them. Yeah, for real. I mean, Reddit creepypasta threads, like creepypasta yeah. has its own thing in Reddit in like yeah. a big way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now, finally, we can come to the story of Slender Man. We're fucking in it now, boys. Let's yeah. do this. So, like I said, story dates back to June 10, 2009 from a thread in the Something Awful forum. Uh, the thread was actually a Photoshop contest. Uh, users were challenged. So oh, a Photoshop yeah. contest is where you, users are challenged to like create an image or edit an image to fit a theme. You know, that, mm, that, mm. Kind, of, that kind of thing. Um, but they were challenged in this one to create paranormal images. Uh, so Eric Knudsen, who's... Screen name on the Something Awful forum was Victor Surge. Victor Surge. Victor Surge. I quite like it. It's kind of even better than Nudson, which Isn't is it? still quite funny. Um, he, took two, he took two black and white images featuring groups of children uh, and added a tall, thin man wearing a black suit, which is basically the iconic Slender Man image. Yeah. Um, he kind of, like, if you've seen it, you kind of know, but Slender Man is basically, like, very tall, very thin, and kind of, like, gangly almost tentacle like limbs yes best description would be he is incomprehensibly like yeah impossibly tall he's like eight and a half like it it feels disproportional like you just stretched him out 
Um, he's very slender. Yes. Um, often faceless. Yeah, it's usually like a featureless white face. Yeah. And his arms just go... They just go. Way past yeah. where arms would proportionally go. And then sometimes even, yeah, like... He's got arms for days. They, and like they just disappear into like the shadows around his feet. And then it's like you, yeah. there are other things going on. Yeah. Tentacles or whatnot. Um, He's a genuinely creepy fit. Like, yeah. Th- those photos, I've seen them. They are genuinely creepy. Yeah. I, I think um, we'll put those up in the uh, Patreon show notes. Um, <laughs> maybe on their socials. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So despite it being a Photoshop contest, uh, he also included small pieces of text oh. with the images, which are written as if they were witness accounts. Pride in his work, that is, baby. Yeah. Um, so this is where the name Slender Man was actually created. Mm. Um, the text actually described the abductions of those children that were shown in the images that he had edited. Hard creepy. Um, and I've got I've got the two quotes here. So it was one quote per image. Um, so the first one, we didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them, but its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. And then it's attributed to 1983, photographer unknown, presumed dead. Can you read it again? We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them, but its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. I love it. Yeah. Can you do the next one in a more creepy um, timbre? Yeah, it's also a little bit longer. Uh, but it's I'll do the I'll do the accreditation first. It's nineteen eighty six. Photographer Mary Thomas, missing since June thirteenth, nineteen eighty six. Um wait. This Fo- is this photo is, nineteen eighty nine, missing since nineteen eighty six. Uh it says nineteen eighty six, missing since June thirteenth, nineteen eighty six. Oh okay. Yeah. One of two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library Blaze. Notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the Slender Man. Deformities cited as film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. Nice. Yeah. Like it's it's pretty good as far as like captions in a newspaper for an image might go. Yeah. You know? yeah. So yeah, that, that, loving that. that was the uh genesis basically like that that was the original item or two items that made slender man uh it it basically turned these edited images into the beginnings of a piece of collaborative fiction mm. um which is kind of a pretty hallmark feature of creepy pastors you've you've got an idea and people are constantly just like riffing on it adding their their bits and their ideas well for the second week in a row we get to do a fucking call back to our previous episode it's the exact. It's a really big horror trope, mm. as sort of majorly established by H.P. Lovecraft yeah. in the Cthulhu Mythos. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna get to some of that actually. Um, Sorry, I keep fucking uh, jumping the gun. No, it's fine. Uh, so other posters in the forum began expanding on the character and the story, adding more images and text. So it wasn't just like immediately the story started happening. People were still like running with sort of the Photoshop. Uh, mm. the thread that they were doing. Um, Nudson was actually inspired mostly by Zach Parsons' That Insidious Beast. So Zach Parsons is actually one of the, uh, like, listed as like a key person on the Something Awful Wikipedia page. But at the at the time he wrote That Insidious Beast, which is an original fiction series that he posted in the forum, Sick. he was listed as, uh, or at least at one time was listed as the assistant editor for something awful. So they had kind of their mm. public facing like news and blog and, or blog and uh, I guess like article 
page. It's yeah. the front page. Um, so I'm guessing he was assistant editor for that. So mm-hmm. kind of involved, kind of a key figure within the forum probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, he'd written this uh, fiction series called That Insidious Beast and that kind of led Nudson into this. Um, Do you know if he won the uh, Photoshop competition? I actually have no idea. Fair enough. <laughs> I think by now you could almost like retroactively award it to him for what ended up happening. Yeah, dude. I wonder if he gets royalties for this shit. Again, uh, I'm getting to a lot of this. Um, he, yeah, so Nudson was uh, also inspired by things like Stephen King's The Mist, H.P. Lovecraft, as we've mentioned, uh, William S. Burroughs. I'm not super familiar with him. Uh, he was a beat writer. Yeah. Um, poet. But and, apparently, uh, like, his more surrealist works factored in here. Yeah, so if you've ever read any of, and I can't necessarily recommend it unless you're on heroin, reading any of um, uh, Naked Brunch. Is it really called that? Yes. Wow. N- wait, Naked Lunch. Either Naked way. Lunch. Either way. Brunch That's is the bear. awfully um, close. Well, the Naked Brunch is named after that. Yeah. It's a William S. Burroughs book. I started reading it, and I was like, not being a heroin addict, it's kind of, it <laughs> didn't mean anything to me. Mm. Um, but yeah, also things like the Silent Hill and Resident Evil video games, mm-hmm. which are quite that kind of atmospheric, kind of spooky vibe. Yeah, we've been fucking experiencing them in uh, Victoria recently. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, and something called the Mad Gasser of Mattoon, which I 100% looked up, and I've got some notes here because it's That rings a bell, so I'm keen to hear about yeah, that. I'll, I'll run through it quickly. Uh, but it was a name given to a person or persons that carried out a series of apparent gas attacks in Mattoon, Illinois in the 1940s. Uh, There are over 20 separate cases reported to the police within two weeks. Uh, Reports included smelling smelling strange smells in their homes, followed by leg paralysis, coughing, nausea, vomiting. Um, Police were basically skeptical the entire time this was happening uh, because there was was also no evidence ever found. And police... Well, many of the incidents had some easy explanations, such as spilled nail polish. Um, and victims also made quick recoveries and had and no I, lasting effects. And audio, audio cue doesn't make any difference. But I did like a pretty hard like eh, eye yeah, roll. Yeah. Um, but yeah, people had quick recoveries and no lasting effects. So um, it basically seemed to be sort of a public panic slash mass hysteria like maybe a couple of these came out and people just like started reporting on it and then everyone was like oh yeah i had that too um, you know that that kind of thing so it's way more fun for me if there was a mad gas yeah that's the mad gasser of mattoon i think also there was uh the phantom anesthetist was an alternative name which i think is way better but it implies a very specific mo and also like medical training and yeah. for those access in, to it and for writing headlines doesn't it's yeah. not quite. No, no no one finds saying the word anesthetist easy. Yeah. The phantom anesthetist. It's yeah. like, that's going to take up a broadsheet. Yeah. Eric Knudsen's intention with Slenderman um, was, quote, to Scare quote, the bejesus out of him. No, to quote him, to formulate something whose motivations can barely be comprehended and unease and terror in a general population. He's fucking done it. Yeah. Like, it almost feels like he's trying to scare the shit out of everybody. Well, what I like about it is reading those captions, I can picture the images. Because I think I've seen them. I think I've seen them. Yeah. And it was a long time ago. Or you've seen, like, variations on it. Yeah. And I can still... It's in my head. Yeah. Um, so after that kind of initial burst of activity around the that first forum thread, it went, you know, what we'd now call viral. Mm-hmm. Um, at least as far as things can go viral in, like, the early 2000s. 
gangbusters. Yeah, so it had things like fan art, cosplay, and obviously more creepypasta being created in its wake. Um, Slenderman, over time, became almost detached from Nudson. Oh, yeah. Sort of as more people started working on it, his, I guess, claim of ownership started to get diluted. Mm -hmm. Um, So you had different authors coming in, but it did have almost this overarching mythos started to form, um, which with something like this is actually quite hard when you've got all these different people chipping in, but it had such a strong identity from the start, I think, that that helped keep it almost in line. Um, My... My first exposure to Slender Man, um, having not ever seen any of like the images or any stuff when I was growing up, um, was the 2012 video game adaptation. Slen- it's called Slender the Eight Pages. Oh, uh, yeah. I've seen a couple of Let's Plays of it. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Like, I've never played it, but I've seen a lot of things like Let's Plays and stuff where it's like somebody just trying to get through it and they've got the face cam on them and they're yeah. losing their shit the entire time. It's delightfully uh, creepy. Although yeah. when I look back at it now, I've, seen it, I've only seen it that played quite recently. Mm. It's pretty... It's a basic game. Yeah, it's a bit, it's um, a bit naff. <laughs> so in, but in its first month, it was downloaded over 2 million times. Have you seen much of the Blair Witch game? No. It's pretty good. Yeah? like it's I haven't even seen creepy. the Blair Witch Project. Me neither. Okay. But the Blair, the Blair Witch <laughs> game is pretty damn creepy. Okay. I might have to. I might have to. Well, watch the movie first up. Um, add it to my list. Just watch the RKG live stream if you want. Yeah, it's good. Um, but yeah, so Slender the Eight Pages, first first person video game. You're in a forest trying to collect eight notes. I'm not sure what are on the notes, but it's basically that's the point. You're also trying to avoid Slenderman, obviously. Okay. Um, but as you collect more of these notes or pages. Um, there's a fog that begins to grow thicker mm. and like the audio gets increasingly loud and distressing and Slender Man starts to appear behind you and appear closer to you eh. the more of them you pick up and your movement speed also slows down in some ways. Um, so it's kind of that like inevitable thing that is just getting closer and closer. Very intense. Yeah. Uh, he'll occasionally, apparently he'll occasionally appear in your vision uh, with like this loud piano noise mm. kind of uh, happening at the same time or static. Um, so it's v- like very jump scary. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, kind of well put together. Yeah. Like that early level of like creepy yeah. jump scary. Well then, well, then in 2013, another game, Slender The Arrival, came out, which was a much more like realized vision of that game. A bit more polished and stuff. Yeah. So it was, it was, pretty much an extension of the first one um added more in terms of like production value and assets in the world and locations and things to actually do yeah and it has a plot and it has characters like yeah. it's it's not just you and this slender man and the eight pages it's like no there's actually almost a there's like a plot set somewhere yeah. you can find and read. the beauty and the simplicity of the first one but i think yeah. the second one's probably offers a bit more of the game yeah it, the the first one feels more like a very independent kind of small project and then it was like mm. oh we can actually like fund this because people clearly give a shit about it do you know if it was any good? Uh, no. Like I said, I've never played either of them because I cannot do horror games. Oh, I was just wondering if you know if it's any... If it's any oh, no. Sure. I think it well maybe rated. had like a 7 to 8 out of 10 rough rating yeah. around the time that it came out. Um, but yeah, there's something about... like I can watch horror movies fine, but as soon as you make it a video game and I have agency and control over what's happening, I get way more freaked out by any of that. Mike? Yeah. Can we do some horror Let's Plays? Maybe. Like, 
I'm, I'm going to have to drink a bunch first. Okay, so for the record, like, I've got Amnesia, The Dark Descent, mm. and The Machine for Pigs. I've played a Dude, little... Dude, I own them. I own them. Okay, I was going to say, <laughs> I've played a little bit of A Dark Descent, and it is creepy. Yeah. And, like, I was playing it in the light in a room somewhere, and I was like... Yeah. Um, so I think it'd be really fun for us to play that together on Maybe. cam while we drink. I'm not committing to that now. On cam. I'm not committing. Uh, go on, you will. I might. Uh, but to get back to the Slender Man stuff... Um, yeah, so the collaborative nature of the way that um, the story of Slender Man has developed at this point um, and the fact that there's no, like, canon version of any of this. Um, you know, there's no one sitting there going, no, this is what Slender Man is. It's kind of, it's out of Nudson's control at this point. Um, it's, yeah, his, things like his appearance and his behaviors kind of depend on who's telling the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are some common aspects that are, you know, almost across the board. Uh, so like we've mentioned, very tall and thin, the weirdly long arms. Uh, sometimes they are just tentacles. Um, mm. And it, that's that's where you start to see like really obvious ties to Lovecraft. Yeah, very Lovecraftian. Um, like we said, face usually white and has no features, no discernible features. Sometimes you might see a little bit of contour, but it's not like, there's no eyes, there's no mouth. Yeah, it's more just like the hint of a shape of a nose it's or like eye a, It's like if he was wearing a white morph suit. Do you know what? That's why I always think. Yeah. yeah. Um, usually wearing a dark suit and a, and a tie. Um, often uh, depicted in a forest or some kind of abandoned location. Mm-hmm. Um, being, apparently being near Slender Man brings on what, what's called Slender Sickness. I don't know if you've heard this term before. I certainly hadn't, uh, but it includes paranoia, nightmares, delusions, and for some reason, nosebleeds. <laughs> it's just like, here's all this weird stuff, and it's like, oh, your nose bleeds as well. Oh, yeah, sorry. Just, uh, here's a, here's uh, a tissue. <laughs> you, just, you just go into, you're coming out of a bar toilet with your nosebleeds, it's like, sir. It's like, oh, oh it's slender sickness. Yeah. Uh, he usually targets children or young adults. Um, and unlike just like you hey <laughs> no I'm not even gonna abide that for a uh, second <laughs> I meant with the murders no <laughs> that's also no good um, but to, to finish off this this block of uh, you know common factors uh, unlike a lot of <laughs> creepy pastors sorry I thought you had common factors with you then I thought you were just leaning into it and unlike uh, a lot of creepy passes, which usually feature a lot of graphic violence and body horror descriptions, those aren't present with a lot of Slender Man stories. Yeah, uh, it's it's usually usually it leaves the the fate of the victims unclear and goes into that more like world building kind of emotion setting, and then just lets you feel like shit about it. It's not telling mm. you how they died. It's just going Slender Man is just constantly coming for them is kind of the vibe they're going for. Yeah. Yeah, it's real spooky sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and Slenderman has weirdly been the subject of a bunch of studies done by legitimate universities and journals. Um, he's, he's, he's almost become like a form of digital folklore. Mm. Um, you know, you think about like a lot of old tales of things like boogeymen and chupa, uh, was it chupacabras and things of that nature where it's just like community storytelling it's kind of that but on the internet you'd like to hear a fun fact go on chupacabra if i'm correct uh was uh dates all the way back to 1970 
Okay. Yeah, you think it's like this old thing, but it's not. Yeah. It's about 50 now, I guess. That's wild. Yeah, don't don't do that to me. Um, but yeah, so Andrew, Andrew Peck, who is a media scholar and a folklorist, um, he wrote in a 2015 article in the Journal of American Folklore, uh, the, the name of the article, Tall, Dark, and Loathsome, The Emergence <laughs> of a Legend Cycle in the Digital Age. I like that a lot. Yeah, he attributed the I success... I wish people called me that. <laughs> Which one? Tall, Dark, and Loathsome? Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah not, not a uh, horror cycle or whatever it was. Uh, legend cycle. Legend cycle. Oh, I don't know. I'd like to be a legend cycle. <laughs> like a really sweet bike. Yeah. <laughs> what are you riding there? Legend cycle. That just reminds me of... Uh, a Coheed and Cambria album where for some reason the author's bike gets possessed by a demon and the name of the song where they go over that is 10 Speed of God's Blood and Burial. Coheed and Cambria didn't need to. No, but they did. They fucking <laughs> did it anyway. They absolutely did, didn't yeah. they? Uh, so he attributed the success of Slender Man to its, obviously its collaborative nature, uh, but also how adaptable the character of Slender Man is to new stories. Uh, while obviously, and also mm. having like the body of work to kind of pull ideas from because it's not Slender Man looks like this and kills people this way. It's like, here's this vague kind of thing. Yeah. Put it on top of whatever story you're trying to tell. I'm going to make some inadvertent, actually quite a few inadvertent puns here. I guess mm. puns want a better word. But his, for want of a better word, faceless nature yes. means that he is very transposable. Yeah. Unlike something like Leatherface, which has a very specific face, yes. but also a very specific image and MO. And, and usage. Like there's a right way to tell a story with that character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it, it just so happened that those were the two things I thought of first of all, and they both have very specific faces. Actually, then again, saying that, Freddy, Jason, Mike Myers, Leatherface, mm. the Scream guys. Yeah. Fucking shot me, man. And Slender Man all have very distinctive faces. Mm. When the true face of horror looks just like you and I. I don't mean specifically you and I, oh. but after what I already well, accused you, you of. You stared me right in the face while you said it. <laughs> yeah. And I already stabbed you in the back by accusing you of heinous crimes about oh, half an hour ago. You've also just made inadvertently the best and worst segue, and I'm going to tell you why. Fuck yeah. Uh, so things took. Oh, a, I know why. I just realized things <laughs> took a darker turn in 2014 with what is known as the Slender Man stabbing in the back of Mike. No. In that is 2020, Mike. Walkershaw, Wisconsin, in 2014, two 12-year-old girls lured, lured another of their classmates into a forest and stabbed her 19 times. Mm. Uh, believe it or not, the victim survived the attack. So just you can put that to rest. Uh, and she was discovered after crawling to a nearby road. And left hospital seven days after the attack. Like it's a pretty fucking quick turnaround. Yeah, fucking good. Huh? Kids um, bounce back, don't they? You know. But yeah, so the, so the, the the two the two girls who uh, carried out the attack, uh, they'd read they'd read the story of Slender Man on the Creepypasta Wiki uh, website uh, and believed him to be real. They wanted to prove themselves to him, become his proxies i'm not sure what that means i am slightly familiar with this i don't uh, want to talk about why no they wanted to prove that he was real um and protect their families from him and they believed that killing someone would make that happen and that afterwards they would become servants of slender man and live in his mansion yeah uh so in 2017 and 2018 the girls who carried out the attack were sentenced uh respectively 
One was sentenced to 25 years to life, which included a bunch of time between a psychiatric institute and mm. uh, some different forms of supervision. And the other getting 40 years of supervision in a, in, I think it's like supervision in or by a mental health facility. Mm. Um, so basically like you're looking at not guilty by way of uh, insanity kind of, kind of defense there. Yeah. Um, the, Which like, don't know how I feel about the whole thing because like the insanity thing is a difficult legal area. I'm certain. I don't know enough about law. Mm. And the whole thing is obviously very, very complex. Yeah. But like the interesting thing about it, if you consider the fact that what had happened basically is a 12-year-old, mm. super impressionable 12-year-old, yeah. had been exposed to a very well-crafted and very creepy mm-hmm. set of circumstances about a thing they'd not heard of mm. and seemingly but it, it awesome, just, terrifying it's power. Al- it's also like, depending on the story, like Slender Man is just a tall dude in a suit in a forest. You know, like, it, it's not like, here's this thing with eight arms, or here's this thing that doesn't sound mm. that far-fetched, you know? And like, where were they? Wisconsin, you say? Yeah. Wisconsin, a place with lots of big, creepy forests. Yeah. And as far as they're concerned, he yeah. could be out there. And the story they read might have said something like, if you kill, you're safe. Yeah. Um terrified. So the, the last note I've got on the uh, Selena Man stabbing bit, um, which is kind of the reason why I think maybe the Something Awful community might not be so bad. Um, so in the wake of this happening in 2014, um, Eric Knudsen and other members of the Creepypasta community, obviously saddened and shocked by, by the whole thing, um, they organized a 24-hour YouTube live stream to raise money for the for the victim. Yeah, good on them. So they, they kind of like very publicly came out and just said, like, no, obviously this is yes, not, not what we meant. This is all fiction that we wrote. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, Following on from that, obviously, it kicked off a bit of a moral panic within the US. Um, it doesn't sound like the kind of thing they would do over there. No, but there were also a couple of similar incidents in like the next couple of years. Jesus. Um, and it, it understandably affected like the, the Slenderman legend and the community sort of around Creepypasta and Slenderman. Um, Creepypasta also seemed to peak in popularity around 2010, so it was kind of on the decline anyway by the time this all happened so it kind of just like was the final nail in the coffin i think mm. for want of a better turn of phrase yeah I was gonna say. <laughs> um but yeah so moving on from that um there was a film released in august 2018 called slender man mm. uh but it was apparently a total piece of shit yeah i heard it was david ehrlich horror of, movies in general they get are, really bad critical receptions yeah like i don't know if it's a uh, I guess lack of um, vocabulary or understanding within like the general critic community. I don't know if you need to go and find like a specific horror so, critic. So this is the thing. There is a very, very specific horror genre critics mm. and like, because it's, it's one of those things like you would probably look at it and go, Oh, there's that trope and that trope I recognize, but you might not notice in some movies, like the the way that they remix them or mm. do them slightly more nuanced or that sort of thing. There are certainly more popular and more sort of critically acclaimed horror movies. Mm. Things like The Shining, Carrie, yeah. things like Us yeah. um, and Get Out. Yeah. So, and I'm picking two from two specific authors here as well, yeah. bizarrely enough. But there are certainly ones out there. But things like Hereditary. I was about to mention that because that does some really interesting stuff. Well, apparently it's fucking amazing. I don't know what the critical reception was like, but amongst the horror crowd, yeah. they were like, this is one of the best movies I've seen yet. Yeah. yeah, that kind of like 
it uses some traditional tropes, but it also does some interesting things with mm. them and plays with the expectation that the audience has based on those tropes existing for so long. Fantastic. So it kind of, you think you're expecting one thing to happen and then it just does something very different. And yeah. It's, it is really good. Um, but yeah, David Ehrlich of IndieWire, uh, I'm going to just read this quote because I think it's such a good turn of phrase. He called it a tasteless and inedibly undercooked serving of the internet stalest creepypasta. Hmm, that's good. Yeah, it really so, leaned into the food metaphor. Yeah, like that a lot. yeah, that, that's why I loved it. Because I was like, why is he talking about like t- taste and undercooked? And I got to literally the last five letters and he said pasta. And I was like, oh, I get it. It's very good. That's, uh, that's a, like it's a chef's kiss from me. <laughs> but despite its collaborative creation and as we talked about kind of being a form of folklore, um, Slender Man is not and has never been in the public domain despite the amount of people that have contributed um, to it. No, I can imagine so, because it's a very clear delineation of ownership. Yes, and you can still prove that. Um, and yeah, so a number of projects uh, using the character of Slender Man have actually been blocked due to legal complaints from Nudson. Um, Fair enough. So he, like he, he's given his blessing to some projects. Um, Funny but- he hadn't blessed the movie. Or that murder. Well, well, hmm. uh, but but there is also like there's a complication in that apparently a a third party held the options uh, to adaptations into other media like um, film and uh, video games, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but the identity of that third party was never made public. Yeah. So I guess it was just like some you would only get to that point if you were doing that kind of negotiation, I guess. Yeah. Um, but he has argued, and I, I kind of see where he's coming from, that his enforcement of the copyright of Slender Man was never about money. It was more about ensuring the integrity of the character and that something interesting was done with it, not hmm. just people going and making some sort of like stereotypical horror trope kind of material. Well, as old mate from IndieWire said, it, it's pretty... Like, Slender Man for a while was run into the fucking ground. Yeah. So I do understand his desire to... It's not something he ever created with an idea of commercializing, but to no. then be like, this is the thing I created and it's something, there's a kernel in there of beauty yeah. that can be really worked upon. I'd like to ensure some integrity from that and be yeah. like, well, let's make sure what we're putting out is at least halfway decent. Yeah, which I, I, do, cool. I do admire that because like any, anyone could probably write a, a halfway okay horror story right like you know the formula you know what kind of things to put in there mm. it's, but, but writing creating a character that is like Slenderman yeah took an art that I'm pretty sure wasn't intentional in the way it not, came out not originally I think but it, that what he's created is is it, like inadvertently what he's created is quite important yeah, I genuinely believe what he's created is an important part. Yeah, of the- as we're kind of getting into the age of like internet archival and almost like internet historians, like mm. it's, it's a huge part of modern culture. Oh, this is it. It, and, it is folklore. Yeah, this is like not like a pillar of that culture, but it's like definitely a huge part of what came what came in like the last twenty years. Well, is this gonna be our Frankenstein monster? Is this gonna be our Dracula? Potentially. You know, in, in terms of like horror stuff that's come out in the last 20 years, I don't know of anything else that's probably had a similar level of impact. Like mm. there's been some decent like series of movies and stuff that have yeah, come out. Yeah, like, like the, the ghost face mask of Scream is yeah. quite ubiquitous yeah. and stuff like that. But 
But Slender Man would be right up there. Yeah. In terms and, of and it's also like... And also, Scream is a creation of a movie studio, you know, yeah. so much more protected and all yeah. that sort of stuff in and this day and age. you look at uh, Minecraft as well. So they have the character of Enderman, which is a very tall, very dark creature, which has very long arms. Mm. And it's got, it's that thing of, if you look directly at it, it starts to come right at you. But if you don't, it doesn't. Like it's, it's very much taking yeah, inspiration right. from this. So it's like, it has kind of started to permeate other things that aren't mm. just Slenderman stuff. Yeah. It's a pop culture. It's a trope of its own now. Yeah, almost. Um but yeah, uh, in 2016, the media rights to Slender Man were actually sold to a company called Mythology Entertainment. Mm. And they were the com- company that put out that 2018 movie that was so bad. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. I know you're right. Yeah. Um, but in February 2019, Mythology Entertainment announced they were splitting up. Fair enough. Um, so the, and to, to, I guess, you know, finish the story, because this is February 2019 and we're now January 2020. And no one's really talking about Slenderman anymore. Um, Except for Quiet Dead to Bruin. So it, it opens up two questions. One, who owns the rights at this point to Slenderman? Because no one knows. And two, does anyone still give a shit about Slenderman? <laughs> <laughs> it's really not where it's supposed to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, fuck. I mean, I now give way more of a shit about Slenderman than I ever have before. Yeah, me too. Like, fuck, I'm, I'm now really interested in the in the cultural... Sort of effects yeah. that Slenderman's had, but, but would you want to see a new Slenderman story in any form? Um, I th- I think like I'd be interested to see one if it was done well. Yeah, I but think- there's uh, from what I've seen, there's a lot of risk in saying that because there's been a lot of bad material put out. I think I think that's the thing is that. Before now, I had like a very basic understanding of mm. what Slender Man was. I didn't know the history of the backstory. Mm. I kind of knew who he is. Mm. Um, but I I think now, from this, if someone said to me like, hey, there's actually a really great Slender Man book. Uh, it was a story online. Or like a short run like, TV series. Yeah. Or like web series or something like that. I could be quite... I could be quite easily swayed to watching that. Mm. I think it'd be quite interesting. And I also now think it'd be quite cool for us to do, like, a, a, play a game of it. You know, yeah. Something like, yeah. It could be really fun. Um, It's a thing that, for me, was always a background thing. And I was kind of like, yeah. ah, you know, whatever. And, and like you say, I, didn't I, really give too much of a shit. I knew people who were into it, that kind of thing. Yeah, and then it was oversaturated. Because yeah. I was never part of that community. But it was just no. always buzzing away in the background like an annoying fly. But yeah. now I'm intrigued. So... Maybe. Does anyone give a shit? Yeah, probably just me and you now. Yeah. <laughs> Which is and, inadvertent. And anyone who listens to this potentially. So to get you. But I think too, like them putting out this beer in 2019, like there's a, there's a, like a guy in a forest on the can, mm. basically. And that's really interesting. Like why? Why that? It's, it's an IPA. Like I would have expected for, to use the name Slender Man for it to be maybe a dark beer or something mm. like a little heavy, but this is like, you can drink this in the middle of summer. No one gives a shit. It's it's like a it's a very good IPA. It's an interesting use of that IP. The what? An interesting use of that for want of a better word IP. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's Slenderman the beer and Slenderman the myth. I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wicked. Um, Mike. Um, how many? In your research, 
Yes. How many did you read or at least come across? Um, I don't know what the word is for like a creepypasta in this nature. Uh, let's go with erotopasta. How many of those did you come across? Uh, none. I, I also didn't actually read any like actual creepypasta stories. I know enough about what they are to just be like, yeah, I, I can talk about this. I didn't bother to like actually go and read any of it. Fair enough. <laughs> there is a dearth, <laughs> a girth, if you will. No, I might. <laughs> of um, Slenderman. Ro- Wait, no. Slenderman. Um, Erotica? Very explicit erotica. You're kidding me. How no, do you- of course not. I, like, the internet. I- I don't want to ask how you know that. No, okay. Um, so thankfully, I have a good excuse. <laughs> oh no, do, do you? I? Um, there is. Um, there's a. Go so, on. So the last podcast on the left do yes. a series of creepypasta where people can send in creepypastas. Oh really? And they will read them out. And um, Henry um, Zabrowski, one of the hosts, one time when they did the creepypasta, just read like three Slenderman creepypastas of erotic creepypasta. Oh boy! And like. He basically like set each one up as if it wasn't going to be. And then it gets to that point where it's like suddenly dick. And it's just like, <laughs> and the other guy's like, oh, 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 that's enough, Henry. All right, we're cutting you off. And then they'd read two creepy ones out. And then he'd be like, okay, I got one more for you here. This one's about Slender Man. Like, if this is a creepy, if this is, this isn't more Slender Man creepy gay porn, I'm going to be mad. He's like, no, 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 this, this one's creepy. Slender Man's turgid cock. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> Reminding of reminding me of, and this is going to date the shit out of me. One of my favorite vines, which is a guy just going, "Hey, what up? It's your boy, Skinny Penis." <laughs> I was with someone the other day, and she was like, "Someone walked past talking really loudly," and my friend turned to me and was like, "And, and they, they were roommates." roommates. I knew exactly where you were going. <laughs> and what's annoying about that is I went, "What the fuck does that mean?" Is that some kind of dumb vine? She's like, yes. And I was like, I don't even watch vines. She's like, well, I kind of assumed you knew because you knew it was a vine. I was like, no, it's because it was such an unsequitur. And then I was like, oh no. I also now realize that we watched that exact vine on Christmas Day yeah. at yours. Yeah. Vine compilations on YouTube. Uh, one of so one of my comfort blankets. What's up? My name's Jared. I'm 17 and I never learned to read. <laughs> it's very good. Thanks. I really like the Jared one. That really made me laugh. Yeah. I don't even like vines. What the fuck? Oh, actually... The vine that got me into vines was, look at all these chickens. Yes. Okay. It's just, I'm cutting the vine stuff. No. Leaving that in. I'm, well, I'm I'm definitely leaving the skinny penis one in because <laughs> that is Slender Man's porn name. Slender penis, surely. Slender no. ham. Oh, no. <laughs> Slender ham. <laughs> Yuck. Slender man slipped his slender ham into Michael's mouth. No, he didn't. It didn't taste like ham, thought Michael. <laughs> didn't taste like ham at all. But oh, here comes the gravy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, oh, this yeah. is all going to stay in now. Yeah, it does. Yuck. <sighs> no, a, yum. That's <laughs> got a bad mouth feel. Right, I come. So... Do you have any closing remarks? Um, the beer was good. Yeah, I enjoyed the beer. <laughs> all, all of the sexy Slenderman talk could have been done without. I don't know. I've got a spooky. Um, 
Oh, yes, I haven't made you laugh with Bernie Mouth for ages. Yay! I almost shot that beer across the table at you from my mouth. Fuck yeah, it'd have been worth it. No. Um, for me. <laughs> so much electronics in the way. <laughs> worth it. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, right. well, in that case... I am exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Huh. yeah. I'm sweaty. I'm sweaty and tired too now. Yeah. I'm going to roll over and have a nap. Mm, um, maybe a cigarette. Oh, uh, <laughs> don't say crack, Mike, because... You, never mind. Um... <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us on this spooky Yuki adventure. Yeah, on um, the fucking 5th of January. <laughs> um, I'm going to dive right into it. If you're interested in looking at any of our socials or you mm-hmm. want to see some more stuff about Slenderman, maybe we can link those original two pictures. Fuck it, maybe we can put some links to some Slenderman creepypastas. Potentially. Yeah. Ooh, creepy. i got to figure out how to make that work with our tools. Um, you can just call me Elliot. Um, but hey. yeah. um, you can go to Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook mm-hmm. at Hebrew Podcast for all three because Mike was really forward thinking and managed to get all three of them. Damn right. Yeah. So it's Hebrew Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. We also have an email address which is hello at Hebrew.zone. Hello sure is. at Hebrew.zone. If you want to send us anything, um, what can they send us, Mike? Uh, suggestions for beers, mm-hmm. stories, mm-hmm. any kind of feedback. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, may- maybe a creepypasta of your own. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. I'd read that out. Yeah. I'd love to do like a, a listener he- submission. Hey, brew creepypasta. Fuck yeah. I don't know uh, what that would be. Uh, brew House of Horrors. Erotic. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> do not send us hey, brew slash fic. Fucking absolutely <laughs> do. That's what it's called. Not creep erotica or whatever i call it erotic pasta uh-huh. um that just sounds like penis pasta oh yeah um and uh anyway. mike you mentioned feedback i did um we would super appreciate any kind of uh ratings left on your podcast uh platform of choice mm-hmm. uh also subscriptions uh do definitely help we sure love them yeah um Leave us some thoughts. Leave us some stars. Pump those numbers up. Yeah. <laughs> Boost the signal. That's it. Yeah. Tell a friend about Hebrew today. Do I, not do not ask your doctor. <laughs> hey, hey, brew. Uh, uh, it's Doctor Brew to you. Um, yes. I know I was going with that. <laughs> All right. Well, um, if there's nothing else, I want to go think about Slenderman privately. In, yeah. Uh, for a while, um, and then maybe <laughs> stab you. Um, Can we edit the episode first? Uh, I mean, I've been watching. I think I can do it without you. Okay. <laughs> I, can't, I just can't do the next episode without you. That's yeah, well, that's fair. <laughs> so that's the opening to the next episode in my head. Okay. Um, the song, not... Never mind. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Mike, I really enjoyed that creepy, creepy episode too. Hope you want to see you. And I thought it was raining a bit shit outside. Mm. It made it feel more potent. Yes. Um. Next time we do a creepy one, let's do it in the dark. Yeah. Mm. A nighttime episode. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for joining us. Mm. This has been Hey Brew. I've been Elliot. I've been Mike. And I've been Slenderman. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. So shit. <laughs> I couldn't think of an appropriate voice for a tall monster. That's, I mean, that's pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> we get a bit um fucking what's the word I'm looking for jazz at the end there yeah Ugh. some free form slender jazz